I hate it here. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at check speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives, it's Lindsay from Henderson. I gotta know, am I the asshole? I work in B2B, and I'm on the team that is a blend of technology specialists and sales. We go to a lot of events, we do on-site visits, and basically have a consultative sales approach where we do an analysis of a company's tech stack and then help them streamline. Last month, we got a new technology specialist added to my team. And wow, he just, he's so awkward. It's painful and sometimes kind of embarrassing to watch him interact with clients. I feel like it's damaging our brand and frankly, my ability to close clients. I'm base plus commission. He is the smartest guy and so kind. He's just not good with people. Maybe it's because he's fresh out of college. I don't know. Any advice on how to either change my attitude or to get him moved to a different team? Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah, this is a hard one. Yeah, because it's affecting you, it's affecting the team, it's affecting the brand. It's like it's 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 hitting multiple levels. Yeah, first of all and foremost, let us just say this: it's getting in the way of you making money, which and we, we care cannot about. stand for that. <laughs> no, cannot, absolutely not. <laughs> so it must be solved. <laughs> this episode of Ask Your Workwife is made possible by Up and Running Design. Whoop whoop. Okay, Vanessa. <laughs> Up and running design is where I make websites that move your bottom line, your top line, all the lines. They yeah. all need to be going up. And the, <laughs> where you start with that is it a website. It actually isn't. Okay. Talk to me. Look, websites are great, but not every business needs one right at the start. And I think it's important that you make a web presence decision based on the needs of your business. Amen. Here, so here. come to me if you know you need a website or if you're not sure mm-hmm. and we can talk about it. I'm not going to sell you a website if you don't need a website. I, I will say like, I want your business to get to a place where you do need a website. Yeah. There does come a point in time of maturity for a business that you do need a website. If you're already there, great. Come to me. We can take you to the next level. Something that I really am intentional about with my clients is making sure that their website will suit their needs now, in two years from now, and in five years from now. We don't have to make it do all the shit it needs to do in five years, but let's make sure that we choose the right platform, the right tools. Um, and set up the structure so that your website will accommodate your business's growth over time rather than having to like revisit this website presence thing over and over again. Absolutely. You did that with mine. You did it with a couple of our shared clients and it really causes the client to pause. It did this for me and say like, oh, where do I want this to be in five and 10 years. Like you don't have to have the whole business plan out, but like I am notorious for having an idea of buying a domain. (laughs) Uh, Just look at her Google (laughs) domain cart right now. (laughs) You can make a shit ton of money off of me. If I did, if you didn't ask this question of like, what do you need it to be in 10 years? And it it forced me to think like, Oh God, dude, I don't even know yet. I guess it gets to sit as a domain for a little bit longer until I'm ready to really get up and running. So if you need a website, to get your business up and running, reach out at upandrunning.design. First and foremost, this is an opportunity, I think, I think because he's young to provide some very direct feedback mm-hmm. and we're going to get into how to do that. And then like, 
truly a reminder to all of us to like watch what you say and where you are like social awareness goes a long way right so it's like an opportunity for all of us to step back and make sure that we're not this guy in the situation <sighs> totally like working at a marketing agency oh my god you would not believe the amount of awkwardness and cringe that i deal with oh regularly. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard but you don't want to be that person right well and here's the other problem like we're in video production so i'm sometimes hiring stringers to fill in like positions like where i need you to be client facing for me face of the company You're affecting my brand mm-hmm. but I, I hired you for a day but i need you to hold a light i need you to not talk while you're holding the light mm-hmm. I need you to show up, look professional, not talk. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we just had to put a crew together for this big ass client coming up in a couple weeks. And I'm like, I absolutely, even though he's the most brilliant person, I cannot have him because he always shows up looking like he just rolled out of bed. No, Mm-mm. no, they're, they're not going to let him in the building. They're going to ask him if he's mopping the floor. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anyway, so I have lots of thoughts on this. <laughs> Lindsay, this is an opportunity to implement one of our most loved principles. Clarity is kindness. Um, it'll take some tact from you and just to say, hey, here's how I'd like to handle the situation. Give him some opportunities. Yeah. Understand how he likes to work. Let him understand how you like to work. Totally. How you like these conversations to go. Where you have found the most success in the past. Yeah, like like it's got to be really hard on a team like that. Like I've, I've worked with teams like this before where you can tell they have like, you know, tag teamed this interaction right like hey i'm gonna say something and then i'm gonna pass the ball to you you get to fill in this thing and then you gotta pass it back to me right like it becomes there's like an inherent trust and like intuition about how this conversation go so first and foremost like because he's new to your team there's gonna be a little bit of that right so i would say get to know him a little bit yeah then have some coffee chats and understand how you like to work and then honestly role play yeah role role play is fantastic i i make i make the president of our agency do this all the time she makes me do this all I the time. Do. I'm just I just need you and this comes from like having to have done this in Chinese I need you to like wrap your mouth around those words yeah so that you have the actual muscle memory of saying them in that order do you know what I'm saying I completely agree yeah so I would I would sit him down build a rapport number one number yeah. two understand how you both like to work and number three practice yeah and if the practice isn't going well like then then it's maybe the extreme version of this Lindsay is like having a really difficult conversation with him. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm reminded and I'm sure I've told this story somewhere else in the podcast of a writing intern that like literally could not string two sentences together. Mm. And so I brought him into my office, poor guy. And just like told him, I was like, honey, you're not a good writer. Also, when it became good writing, it's been plagiarized. Jesus. I was like, I can't like, I can't publish this. I can't sign off on your internship. And like, I really, I really think you ought to like pursue something else bawling in my office junior in college it was awful about a month later he sends me an email and he's like thank you so much no one had ever told me i'm a terrible writer i switched my major i'm so much happier now i was like great you know what i mean like like clarity's kindness everyone is kindness great (laughs) okay so with that all said honestly i think this will help you you two become the strongest team out there totally frankly it'll take a minute but it'll be worth it I think the next thing we want to talk about here, Lindsay, is like, how do we not be that guy? Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, as I was listening to your question, I was just like, wait, I think I've been the technologist. I'm like, I'm just like a nerd and I'm so excited to be here. And they let me out of the, they let me out of the closet. (laughs) I get to interact with people like that. Let's go. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My experience with this was not as fun as that sounds. (laughs) 
I didn't like it at all. Okay, so we'll start it. there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we'll start with you. No. I have a couple <laughs> stories of like watching no. the awkwardness go up from the sidelines. And part of me is just like bring on the popcorn because uh, I don't want to jump in. But like, <laughs> let's start with you. I hate it here. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm just, we're going to get through it together. This was one of my first jobs. Okay. I'm going to say I was young. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> It's it's the youth and lack of enthusiasm. Maybe I don't it know. Just, Misguided enthusiasm. This is so bad. Um, I bad mouthed my manager. Oh shit! To a client. Oh oh ah! Ugh. I don't even. Dude, I would have fired you. This was the closest I've ever been to being fired. Oh shit! Yeah. So okay, I get this go- phone call. Oh, I have popcorn. <laughs> 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 the truth comes out. <laughs> I uh I got this phone call from my manager. Mm-hmm. And I remember exactly where I was. I was behind the desk and I just like slid down the wall. Oh no. And I just sat behind the desk and I started crying on the phone. Obviously he's, he's, he's telling me this is what happened. I was oh like, gosh. And it's not okay. How did he find out? Or what? what, what he happened? was friends with a client. Oh, fuck. He was friends with a client. Yeah. It was really, 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 uh-huh. really, 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 you do not know how small a town is until you know how small a town is. It's a fucking small town. <laughs> so yeah. So I was just like sobbing behind the desk on the phone with my manager. Bless his heart. He gave me this direct feedback. Yeah. You know, Lindsay, like hopefully you won't have to do it this direct. Like yeah, hopefully yeah. it doesn't get this bad. Hopefully they're not tears. I feel like you and I are both telling no, sob stories. It's but really here. bad. But um, yeah, that was the closest I've ever been being fired. Wow. Um, but thank God he gave me that direct feedback and obviously it never happened again. It right. never happened again. In not just that job, but like literally every job since then, right? Like, oh, of course, like, <laughs> yeah, it's wow. You've told me the story before, but I didn't realize like how he, how your manager found out. Yeah, yeah. Um, this client had been with us almost since the beginning. Mm-hmm. They had a personal relationship. I mean, I clearly thought I had a personal relationship with them too. Sure. <laughs> what an idiot! And I could have lost that entire contract. Yeah. Wow. And, and like sudden, like suddenly like your manager will think less of you because you were gossiping behind their back. And and like, and this is, this is like the reminder for me is like, you are always on interview footing. My dad used to say this all the time. He was just like, I don't care if you're 10, 15, 20, 25 years into like into a job. Like he, he worked for a tech company when it was a startup and he was like employee number 10. Okay. Sure he was at the company for 15 years and every morning he got, he got to the front door, like from the parking lot to the front door at the same time as the founder. Mm-hmm. Like they used to be like in a garage sharing two pieces, sure, like kind of sure. thing. Right. And every morning he said, good morning, sir. You're always on interview footing. You never leave that space. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't care how close you were with this manager. I don't care how casual an environment it was. I don't care how like cool and fresh and fun everybody is. Like, I don't care if it's like, you can show up in my office, you can show up in joggers and I've just rolled out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's still good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's rough. Yeah. My, my favorite point in the story is that like, you didn't know the relationship with this client. Like, cause if someone had told you, Hey, guess what? These are two, these two are best friends. You would have never I think they like fucking went to church together. <laughs> went to church together (laughs) yeah it's so coming back to houston has been an interesting experience in my life because it's the fourth largest city in the country okay right you expect some level of anonymity right (laughs) 
like like when you go to New York, it's just like, oh, no one knows anyone here. Everyone sticks themselves, whatever, whatever. Your person on the street. Yeah. Houston is the exact opposite. It's a small <laughs> fucking town. I swear to God, there's only 10,000 people here and they all graduate in the same high school class and they're all fucking each other. Like, I swear on all that's holy. Like, I just I, like... Well, this was <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> the most salient of these. We're going to start at the top. The most salient of these is I was, I was working at, at this job and I was maybe there for like a week and I was talking to somebody in the break room about just like work history and whatever, whatever, and realized that he had worked somewhere. And I was like, Oh, did you know this and such person? And he was like, yeah, I worked directly for her. That person was my ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> no. And I was just like, like, and it, w- it was one of those, like, he worked at this organization that was massive. And right. So, like, I never anticipated, like, I didn't know what she did. It was just sure. one of those, like, pieces of information that sticks in my brain and floats around. But I was just <laughs> like, oh, this is a fun, like, maybe jumping off point. Like, oh, I know of her. Right. But then it's like, do you really want to talk about that? Right. And because then, because then his next follow up question was like, oh, how do you know her? And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to keep that over oh, here. Stop. <laughs> Not in the first week of yeah. work. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, I suddenly realized that, like, yeah, this is not New York. This is not LA. Like everyone in this town knows each other. But like, but this happens to me on Instagram all the time. Just to like take it out of Houston for a second. Yeah. Okay. Like Instagram's also a small town. I cannot tell you how many gay men have been outed to me by Instagram. What? Wait, what? Let me back up. <laughs> like I, so like, you know, that function where you look at somebody's profile, right? And it's sure. like also followed by it and then lists a few of your friends, right? So I have a really healthy set of gay friends and they're all hot and attractive and influencers, right? Of course. So like within this community, if there's like someone else, typically I've found them in heterosexual marriages who are following these influencers. I'm like, what's happening over there? Because now (laughs) you can see who of your quote unquote straight married friends are following these gay hot influencers. Yes, exactly. Fascinating. I'm like, you know, follow who you want to, but like if, once I see that information and then like have a conversation with one of these influencers, I ask it in a way that like, they're not outing this sure. person to me, but I'm like, so I just drop some things. Like it's like, I already know. And they just confirm it. And I'm like, huh? Thank you. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so Instagram's telling me things about your sexuality that it probably shouldn't be, but like it's a small it's a town. Small town. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? <laughs> you know, you're always an interview putting, I yes, guess. Yes. <laughs> a thousand percent. So Lindsay, <laughs> after with all, all that. Of that said, this isn't just about whether or not you're getting fired. Sure. Whether or not he's on your team or not. Yeah. Right. Whether or not <laughs> Vanessa knows you're gay or not. Okay. I mean, I'm here for, I support it. Obviously. This has serious effects, like you've mentioned, Lindsay, on your team, your org. And your paycheck. And your paycheck. Mm -hmm. For example, I have this great, again, this is one of those stories where I'm like just dying for the popcorn. Um, I had a a friend whose company like, they have a suite at one of the stadiums in Houston, Uh, right? That's a really big company. Everyone knows them. They like to wine and dine their clients because their clients are really big, right? So one of the things that they do for their clients regularly, and these are clients that like, you know, these are established clients, but there's always a need to keep up the relationship. It's a highly competitive market. Lindsay, I'm sure you guys do this where you, you have some perk or some benefit that you take regular high value clients to, For right? Sure. So the like 
account manager and the like department manager had extra tickets. So they offered them to the marketing team. Okay. The marketing team's just like, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to go, you can go speak you, up. Right. Yeah. You kind of assume that people in marketing know how to like deal with client facing things like a box seat situation yeah. at a major sports team. Yeah. Cause you're game. in charge of messaging everybody, right? Marketing. Yeah. So one of the, one of the people on the marketing team, Who's fairly young. And this is the thing that tipped me off in your question, Lindsay. <laughs> who's fairly young. This is like her first job out of school. You know what I mean? Like she's she's just young in her career. And like, I don't know that she's ever been in a room with multimillionaires sure. or where multimillion dollar deals were getting struck. She's like marketing coordinator level thing, right? Sure. On this team. So, so she like, she says, yeah, I'd love a ticket. So she gets a ticket. And then she reaches back out to the department head. So it oh. goes over her manager's head to the department head oh. and asks for more. And of course, he's oh. a nice guy. So he's like, I mean, I, I do have more, right? Sure. And then, oh, my gosh. So she she's coming. Yeah. And she's she's bringing some friends. She's bringing friends. So I think altogether, she's got like three or four tickets kind of thing. Wow. And like, if you've ever been in a, in a suite or a box, there's like, there's like a flat space that has like food and tables and bars and what whatever, right? Sure. And then there's like kind of a graduated stadium situation stadium down front seating, yeah, yeah. Right. where you could be like on the front row in the glass like having the best seat in the house right sure. typically you save those seats for the clients you're bringing obviously that's why they're there you're there to wear the logo like wear the team you're logo. standing for three hours exactly you're not sitting exactly. you're only drinking water. you may be leaning on a table right like that's the you best get you one get. beer and then you get like soda and water and lime do you know what I mean like yeah that's where we're at. This is, in, again, interview footage. It's not girls' night out. No. So this woman and her three friends come into the suite, take no note of who's around them, take no note of the social cues, don't even realize that, like, her manager standing in a back corner by oh. himself, didn't oh. bring his wife, didn't bring his kids. Right. Like, he's That's there. To like, work. Polo tucked in. He's, like, he might as well have been at the corporate earnings meeting. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. She goes straight for the front row uh, against the glass, takes up the whole row and just is there all night. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and her manager's telling me this story. Cause we're just like, you know, chatting over coffee and he's like, you know, I, like I've sat in those seats before, but it's like after maybe the first kind of like major play. And then like, and then once people like don't, sit down. Then I like go sit down. But, but if a client comes in later, you stand and, they come to, and yeah, you, you offer your fucking seat. Exactly. Dude. It's Ex like old ladies on the bus. Yes, exactly. So he was like venting to me about the situation. He's like, what would you have done? And I was like, that's a hard one. Cause one, I don't know that your department head is ever going to give you those tickets again. He's like, I know we're, uh, we're never getting open invitation. Aww. I know, which affects his life. Cause he's sad. like, he's like, now I can't go to these games, which is sad. But also like that cuts him out of the room with sales and these yeah. clients where like as a marketer you want access to customers you want to understand the challenges that they're facing you so that you can message to them better totally. right like that cuts his entire department out because the coordinator on his team took up the front row one night yeah. at the game right so that's affecting his bottom line as a department that's affecting right. his his ability for the sales team in a highly like highly sales centric organization to like trust that marketing knows how to behave in public. hundred percent. Right? Well, and like if I was the client and I didn't get to sit in those yeah. seats, I'd be like, do I want to give this company my business? Right. She at least was in like the company logo. So like they know she's an employee. Mm. Right. And like she could have affected the PNL drastically that night. Totally. So I asked, so I asked him, I was like, well, what did you do? And he was like, well, she quit. No. <laughs> and work for a different company. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, whoo, dodged a bullet. <laughs> he 
He's like, yeah, my first call after she said she was going to leave us was to that department head that said, guess what? She's no longer with the team. And he was like, okay, great. Two weeks later, he got tickets to another game. Wow. So it resolved itself, but like, ugh. Not the best. Not the best. <laughs> I enjoyed the tea. I had a great time. But it, it was one of those things where like, you have to be aware. Are of you like, the coordinator? Yeah. Like, are are you the coordinator? Are you fucking up the PL? Do you realize you're in a situation where you need to be on interview footing? Which is always. Which is always. So, Lindsay, you've heard us say it before. We said it a million times in this episode. You're always on interview footing. You're always being watched. In your situation, you're the one doing the watching. But, like, it's also useful for you in how you're going to approach this new technologist. Like, how you approach this is also being watched. And, and like, you know, I don't know that this needs to be said, but, like, what we mean by interview footing is you are slightly overdressed. You are on your best behavior. Everyone is Ms. or Mrs. or Mr. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it is a good morning, sir situation. You are on your best behavior. You have all the answers. You have rehearsed them. You only answer the question that's asked of you. And, like, and you get out. Like, that's that's it. Everything is sunshine and daisies. We are not backbiting. We are not gossiping. We are not talking bad about anything. We're not even like bringing up moderately political things, right? Absolutely. Like it's about the game. Oh, that was a great play. Oh, that was an awesome play. If somebody, I think I've, we've role played this on this podcast before. <laughs> if somebody, if one of the clients starts bringing up like something controversial, uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Say more about that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's lots of nodding and lots of affirming and uh -huh. then just like you and offering nothing. Yeah. You have zero opinions on the matter. Absolutely. What's so fucking ever like, <laughs> so always be on interview footing. Got a question for ask your work wife, record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city, if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, Hey, work wives. Honestly, role play. Yeah, role role play is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, for lots of reasons. <laughs> you can cut after fantastic, but like it's it's so useful. I I I make, I make the president of our agency do this.